After seven centuries of eager anticipation, Dante Alighieri's 14th century masterwork, The Divine Comedy, is coming to the big screen and is set to star Will Ferrell and John C. Riley as the dynamic comedic doo-doo. <laughs> the dynamic comedic duo Dante and Virgil. A spokesman for Columbia Pictures told the Petty Prophet, We greenlit this movie as soon as we heard the pitch. We don't really know what the book is about, but the idea of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley starring in one of the best-selling comedies of the last 1,000 years, we knew instantly we had a hit on our hands. As of publication, the movie has been greenlit for a budget of $100 million. Columbia Pictures hopes this effort will be a comeback after the failure of Holmes and Watson. Well, I for one cannot wait to see that. My name is Joel Berry, and you are listening to the Petty Profit Podcast. Hey, welcome. You're listening to a you're listening to a special bonus episode of the Petty Profit Podcast. Special bonus episode. I, I'm not normally going to release episodes on Friday, so don't get used to it. This is a bonus episode for super fans only. Okay, so um, if you're not a super fan of the Petty Profit, uh, just just press the stop button right now. Stop listening. Uh, this is a this is only for the truest and most loyal fans of the Petty Prophet. So if you are a loyal fan, um, come on in, sit down, little tiny, little, just a little bonus for you here on a Friday. Felt like doing something. So that that opening piece was <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> Um, but I just, I had the, after Holmes and Watson, which was a, it was a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley comedy where they play Holmes and Watson and it was an awful movie. Um, didn't do well at all. I just had this idea of, um, you know, movie studio execs green lighting, accidentally green lighting a movie, um, starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley for Dante's Divine Comedy just because it has the word comedy in it and you know and it's not a it's not a comedy at all so Dante's Dante's Divine Comedy consists of three epic poems uh, the first one which is the most well known uh, Dante's Inferno and then the second is Purgatorio and the third is Paradiso and um I picked it up kind of on a whim at at Barnes and Noble a few months ago uh, it was kind of one of those collector's books uh, with, you know, nice binding and gold leaf pages and full of pictures and, and stuff like that. So I picked it up. I thought, yeah, this is a kind of a classic, one of those must-read books. So I, I picked it up and brought it home. And man, I'm I'm struggling through it. It's a tough read, but very interesting. And, um, you know, I'm about halfway through Inferno. Inferno has some of the most just some of the most disturbing, horrific imagery um, I've ever seen <laughs> in a work of literature, and and the thing that makes it even better is the there are these engravings, these pictures that go with it. I think they were uh, made in the 1800s that are just that bring the imagery to life in, in really grotesque fashion. So I, I I just love the idea of 
you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, you know, showing up for the first day of shooting, thinking that they're uh, filming a comedy, and you know, they're just surrounded by these horrific set pieces. And I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, I put a piece up on the site this week about Hollywood. It's called "Why Hollywood Can't Make Meaningful Stories," and I had this thought while watching uh, Lord of the Rings. I've, it's been on my to-do list for the last like 10 years to rewatch Lord of the Rings. Uh, and so I purchased the extended editions, which are awesome. The way better than the theatrical versions. If you're going to watch Lord of the Rings, I, I recommend the extended versions. I mean, they add, gosh, I feel like they add at least an hour or so to the trilogy and they just add a lot more, uh, conversation and, and plot character arcs that, that really just make the whole thing a lot cooler. Anyway, I was uh, I was watching that. Uh, I kind of treated it like a TV show. I watched like a half an hour a night, you know, until I finally got it done in a couple weeks. And um, the speech in the Two Towers actually caught me off guard because I was listening to the way the script was going, and I was expecting Frodo. I mean, I know Lord of the Rings. I've seen it before. I know, I've read the books. And just because I'm so conditioned by Hollywood to expect certain lines, everything's so formulaic now, there was a there was a line that kind of caught me by surprise. You know, I think that this speech, there's this monologue given by Samwise Gamgee in the second movie, The Two, the two Towers. And the dialogue in the speech really crystallizes why so much of what Hollywood is producing is so trite and empty and are stories that will not be told generations from now. There are some stories that last, that stand the test of time, but most of it is is garbage. And I think that this conversation between Frodo and Sam really explain why. So let's give a listen to it, and uh, I'll tell you what I think. Actually, for context, uh, I'll say this speech is during the second film um, and it's it's at a point in the film when uh, Frodo has been carrying the ring and he realizes that it's it's starting to destroy him. Um, he's tempted by it. Um, he's becoming drawn into it. It's turning him against his friends and it, it will likely uh, cost him his life. And uh, he's discouraged. He wants to give up. And he turns to Sam and, uh, and says these words. I can't do this, Sam. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. We are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. 
And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? Okay, pause. So Frodo says, and what are we holding on to, Sam? And and I heard that line and I was conditioned to be ready for the next line, which in just about every other Hollywood movie will be something like this. Frodo says, what are we holding on to, Sam? And Sam would say, each other, Mr. Frodo. We're fighting for each other. You know, we're family, we're friends, we care about each other, we're fighting for each other, and the, the meaning that we have between each other. But that's not what he says. And even though I had seen the movie many times before, Sam's response kind of was like, oh, wow, yeah, didn't see that coming. Isn't that kind of funny? What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. Fertile. And it's worth fighting for. Hollywood has lost the idea that there's any meaning in this world beyond the connections we make for ourselves and the subjective narratives we tell ourselves. That's why 99% of the stories in Hollywood that they're telling today will not be told to our great-grandchildren years from now. They'll be forgotten. There's a reason why the transcendent and true, by the way, narrative of the Bible still stands two millennia after the last chapter was written. That's why stories like The Lord of the Rings are still being told generations later. The stories that matter are the ones that point to something greater than yourself. Yeah, so that's all I got for Friday's bonus episode. I'm not going to record any more than this. Ten minutes is enough. That's all you get. It's Friday. Go do something else. Have fun. Go, Go be with your family. Go watch Lord of the Rings, extended edition. It's only like 12 hours of a film. Anyway, have a great weekend. This is Joel Berry. You are listening to the Petty Profit Podcast. Thanks for joining me.